Hey, what's up? You have just tuned in to another episode of Enjoy Your Life, the podcast. I'm your host, Farrah Lawless, and today we are starting a new four-part series titled The Unmasked Series. Um, today's topic is, it's true, I'm flawed. And we're going to dive into the Word of God today, um, as always, I always like to tell you to make sure that if you can get to your Bible, that you get to it or the Bible app or whatever you can do, um, write it down, go back and read it in your own time. If you don't have that capability of reading right now, make sure that you come back to the podcast and take a listen so that you can dive into the word for yourself. Because I think there's nothing more important than someone learning God and learning his word for themselves. Like You can learn about it all day. People can teach you about it. People can quote scriptures to you. But if you don't know the word, for yourself, then it, it, it can get pretty rocky. <laughs> the Bible tells us to d- rightly divide the word of truth. And sometimes I found in my lifetime that people have misinterpreted the word of God or used the scripture out of context. And so I started getting the word for myself and really understanding it for myself. And I've learned truly what God is meaning through different scriptures. All right. So um, today's scripture is 1 Thessalonians 5 and 15 through 23. But before we dive into the word, I want to talk to you a little bit. Um, again, today's subtopic is it's true. I'm flawed. And um, every one of us has issues, right? We all deal with or have dealt with things that make us imperfect, whether we're not consistent or we're not obedient um, or we struggle with lying or falsely accusing Um, if we fall into the temptation of sin if we talk about people behind their back or chase after lustful desires all of these things are a form of disrespect to God and his word that but they make us imperfect they make us flawed they make us no no man is perfect okay only God is perfect all of us are flawed so Right now, it feels like we're living in a time where people believe that self-gratification is okay, even if it goes against the word of God, simply because it's what we want or what we want to do. But God has a standard that he desires his children to live by. And it's not that he doesn't want us to be happy. It's not that he doesn't want us to be fulfilled or satisfied because he wants that for us. He truly does. But What it's really about is that the path that we sometimes choose that brings about self-gratification is a path that leads us to sin. And it's a path that God is not on. So I've been doing these series um, for the last month or two. Uh, Usually I just do a new topic every week, but God has placed it on my heart to start doing series. And um, this makes the third series that I've done with Enjoy Your Life. And it's interesting that God gave me the topic along with each of these subtopics and usually he'll give me the next topic around the time that the previous series is about to end so I'll say about um right after I ended the last series like I was getting ready to record that last series or the last episode of the last series and God gave me today's series which is unmasked and I thought it was interesting that he gave me the title unmasked um, cause that's not really something I've ever explored. Um, when I think of the word unmasked, I think of vulnerability. I think of isolation. I think of someone being exposed. I think of honesty and qu- to be quite frank, I've never been the type who glories in uncovering another person's truth. So I said, okay, God, where are you going with this? And I remembered something I heard a long time ago that when a message is given to a messenger for, of the gospel, 
it really applies to them first and then to their house and then to anyone else. So if a preacher has a word that God has given them to speak to their church, it's not just for the church. It's for them and their household first. They've got a clean house first before they can go and present it to the body of Christ. So that's something I heard a very long time ago. And I abide by that. Like if God gives me something, I know, okay, it's about me first. It's about God wants me to shed some light on myself and really see something about me before I can tell anyone else about it. Right. So then I heard God say that this isn't about me shedding light on you as the listener. It's about you seeing you for who you truly are. Okay. So as we explore this topic and I share with you the things that God has shared with me, um, I encourage you to do a self-examination and I'm not here to condemn anyone. I'm not here to judge anyone. And I am certainly not here to decide your eternal destination, but I am here to give you the word just the way that God gave it to me. All right. So let's go to the word first Thessalonians chapter five, verse 15 through 23. And I'm going to read the scripture and then we're going to break it down um, verse by verse. Really, um, a few of the these the um, breakdowns <laughs> um, have three or four different verses, but it's because they're very short. Um, so let's go to it. Verse 15 says this. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. But always pursue what is good for both yourself and for all. Verse 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers of the word. So the first thing, the first question I have is this. Do you have a pure heart? Verse 15 says, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good for both yourself and for all. When we truly have a pure heart, we desire to do good to everyone around us, no matter what the situation is, how we feel, what someone has done to us, or how others may have negatively responded to us. I remember when I was 15 years old and I was in a situation with a group of people who I called friends and they all turned against me like every single one of them. I went to having a group of like maybe 10 to 15 people deep to zero. Okay. I felt really bad that everybody was being mean to me. They were lying on me. It hurt me real bad. Like it cut me super deep and I became lonely because everybody just walked right out of my life. One person said something. The next person said something. Everybody started saying something. Everybody believed it and all that. And I was just like, yo, what is going on? I cried myself to sleep so many nights and I asked God why? And it was all so confusing and painful, not to mention the fact that they were all older than me. I was only 15 and each of them were like 18 and up. And we were all Christians and going to church. So it felt literally like me against the world. But despite what I was going through, I still sought to be kind to them because I knew that at the end of the day, Farah is who Farah is. And my reaction and my response is going to determine me is going to be a reflection on me more than them. So I didn't seek revenge. I didn't try to make them feel what I felt because I didn't want to hurt anybody. I realized at that point that my hurt 
towards the situation was deep, but my heart towards the situation was pure. Years later, a few of the people from the group ended up telling me that they have had respect for me for so long because they saw that I didn't do tit for tat or I didn't seek evil for evil years ago when I was a kid. And they said that they saw that I was a true woman of God. If I would have retaliated, if I would have lashed out, if I would have got revenge, I don't think that would have been the same testimony. On the other hand, I've experienced some things that were not so easy to overlook. Um, years later, I was a few, few years older and the pain ran a lot deeper than it did when I was 15. It hurt a lot more than it did when I was 15. And I did want revenge, different situation, different people involved, different outcome, but same disappointment, same grief, same frustration. I felt betrayed. I felt alone, but even still I held my peace and I let the Lord fight my battle because I realized that nothing I could do bad enough to them would make me feel better about myself. I had to be mindful because the outcome would not only have affected me and messed up things for me, but, but it could have negatively impacted them and ultimately could have killed my witness and drove them away from Christ. If those girls wouldn't have came back to me years later after that situation when I was 15, I probably wouldn't have thought about that. I wouldn't have thought about killing my witness. I wouldn't have thought about how it would affect someone else's salvation. I wouldn't have considered that. I would have just been like, you know what? I'm tired of people coming for me and I'm tired of being hurt. Time for me to get mine. You understand what I'm saying? But we have to think about that. Do you have a pure heart? And if you don't, if you have been in situations where you wanted to retaliate or you're in a situation right now where you want to retaliate, don't feel bad about that. Just understand that God calls us to do good to everyone, including ourselves. All right. The next thing is this. Is your life set out to please God? Verses 16, 17, and 18 say, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So pleasing man, pleasing self, and pleasing God are usually three totally different things. Number one, people have their perception of what we should do, how we should do it, who should be involved, and when we should go about doing it. And when we hear people's opinions, sometimes they're good. And I'm not saying not to take people's advice because it can be really helpful at times when we come to a fork in the road. But when we choose to overthrow God's will for other people's, that's when we find ourselves in trouble. Anytime we're willing to compromise God's word or instruction for for what someone else has to say, we've made a huge mistake. And again, I've experienced this. I've had a moment where God told me to do something and I didn't do it because of what someone else told me to do. I sincerely believe that God called me to start Enjoy Your Life. Um, I never adventured out and done anything like this before, but I felt so strongly that this is what he gave me to do. So shortly after I started Enjoy Your Life, I was blogging um, at the time. I hadn't started podcasting yet, but I was blogging. And I shared the information with some individuals who really didn't understand what God had told me to do. They really thought it was a, it was me seeking my self gain. They didn't really realize that it was God. I knew, but I still let them tell me what they felt like telling me. They told me it was a bad idea and they gave me all of the reasons why. I replayed their words in my head over and over and over. And eventually I cracked. I shut down my blog page. I stopped blogging and I left it alone. 
So I went on about my life thinking I was good, thinking, okay, whatever, maybe they're right, whatever. I'm not going to be successful at this. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be done. That wasn't, maybe that wasn't really God. Let me leave it alone, right? A few months later, I felt compelled to start it up again. And I had only one subscriber before I shut it down in the past, which was my best friend. But I knew there was someone out there who needed the words that God had given me. So I started it back up again. A little bit of time passed and I closed it down again. But this time it was because of my own opinions. And this is where we, we figure out what pleasing self is really all about. So I started looking at all the other bloggers and entrepreneurs and influencers. And I convinced myself that I wasn't good enough. Um, back then on Instagram, they had about a thousand followers and I had somewhere around 250 and they were mostly people I knew from school. (laughs) So I felt inadequate and I felt small if I can be honest with you. And now looking back, those people have anywhere from like 25,000 and up. And I'm still over here with my little 5,000, all of which still that's on Instagram. Those aren't subscribers on my blog. So, you know, If I would have kept going, then I probably would have been a lot further than I am now if I didn't give up. But when I found myself in a place where I finally decided to seek God's will, I realized that it wasn't about negative emotions. It wasn't about what people said. It was about what God told me to do for my life. And I learned so many valuable lessons through that experience. But it let me know when my life is set out to please God, everything flows perfectly. It doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what people say. What God said is what reigns supreme. All right. So the next question is this. Are you are your passions more important to you than the word of the Lord? So we're going to refer to verses 19 through 22. Now it says, do not quench the spirit to quench means to to squeeze or to grieve or to just. Oh, like, you know, that that feeling you get when someone rubs their or scratches their fingers across a a chalkboard. That's how it feels (laughs) when you're quenching the spirit. Verse 20 says, do not despise prophecies, meaning if, if someone speaks a word to you or God gives you a word, don't despise it. Don't put it away. Don't act like it didn't happen, but take hold, grab hold of it. And, and put it into your heart and trust that God is going to do what he said he's going to do or trust that God is giving you a word from him. Um, verse 22, verse 21, test all things, hold fast what is good and abstain from every form of evil. God gives us clear instruction in his word about how we should live in order to seek the kingdom of God. And though he is patient, though he is kind, though he's sweet and loving, He also means what he says and says what he means. So when we pursue our own passions, we're following them to a very dark place. The Bible says that we're driven away by our own lust and entice. It also says that Jesus will never tempt us or allow our foot to be moved. So whenever we find ourselves chasing our own desires more than we're chasing God's, we've come to a very desperate place. And again, this is something I've experienced too. Um, There's a song by Lecrae called Chase That. One of my favorites because... It was one of the first rap songs that I learned how to rap all the way through. <laughs> but he has this, uh, a verse in the song. In that verse, he says um, he was chasing his own glory by doing the Lord's work. So he was letting us know that he was rapping and saying he was a gospel rapper and doing hip hop and all this for the kingdom. But he was chasing his own glory. He was chasing his own passions. And if you haven't heard that song, go listen to it because it's one of my favorites. And if you call me up, I will rap it for you from start to finish. 
But it's really, it's a really good line because it puts things in perspective that sometimes we can say we're doing God's work. Sometimes we can say that we're going before the people of God in our church services, at our church homes, or we're doing what God has given us to do and that that's it. But we could be really looking for our own glory. We could really be trying to do what we want to do for us. I got in trouble with that, like I'll say about a year ago. I was doing my blog and I started looking at the numbers. I was like, yo, I need to get my subscriptions up. I need to start putting this out more. I need to get so much more people listening to me and blah, 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 blah. And God stopped me in my tracks and was like, excuse me, honey, you never said you wanted to get more subscribers and get your numbers up so that they can hear the word of God. You wanted to get it up so that they can hear you. Shortly after that, I'll say like a day or two later, one of um, a good friend of our family prophesied to me and told me, do not, and mind you, I didn't tell anybody about this conversation I had with God about my subscribers and getting the numbers up. Two or three days later, they prophesied to me and said, do not worry about your subscription base. Do not worry about how many people are following or listening. God is going to increase when he's ready and when it's his time. I cried because I was like, yo, God, you're really speaking right now. You know what I'm saying? Because that was something I just dealt with. And he corrected it right then and there. He let me know, don't chase your own passion through doing my work. Do what I've given you to do and I'll bless it. I'll stir people up. I'll send people to it when my time is right. All right. And the last question I have is, are you allowing God to cleanse you? Verse 23 says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to realize in in Romans 3 and 23, it says that all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. So this is a clear reminder that nobody is perfect and that we all need to see God for what's right. Judging other people, pointing the finger and playing the blame game are no way to find ourselves in right standing with God. Instead, allowing him to purify our hearts, allowing him to lead us in the right direction and show us our flaws is a sure way of cleaning up ourselves and pleasing him. I want to encourage you today that Jesus loves you and he has your back. The Bible is not some strict killjoy instruction manual set out to ruin our lives. It's a key to life and happiness and peace of mind. Some refer to it as basic instruction before leaving earth, which are acronyms for Bible, B-I-B-L-E. So we've got to realize that while we're not perfect, the grace of God is sufficient for us. If you're someone who's not saved or you've been struggling in your walk of salvation, I'd like to offer you a prayer of repentance asking God's forgiveness and guidance in the first steps on a long and beautiful journey to heaven. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to be blessed. And most of all, he wants you to spend eternity with him in peace. If you're interested in accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to recite a prayer and I want you to rededicate your life to him. And 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 even if you're a backslider, rededicate your life to him. And I'm going to have you repeat after me once we get to that prayer. But If you're not sure of the decision that you want to make right now, that's okay. But I pray that you won't allow too much time to go by before you make the conscious decision to pursue the heart of Christ. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, for too long I've kept you out of my life. I have tried so hard to do things on my own. But I have come to the end of my rope. And I ask that you would save me today. 
Forgive me for all of the wrong that I've done to myself, to others. Deliver me out of all of my afflictions. I'm tired of trying to make things happen on my own. I realize that I need you. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and rose again. Father, I ask that you would heal my broken heart. Open my eyes that I may see your glory shine down on my life. I recognize that you love me and I want to be pleasing in your sight. Teach me to love like you. Teach me to forgive like you. And teach me to enjoy my life the way you intended for me. I love you. I trust you. I honor you. And I thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Congratulations. Today, you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and your life will never be the same. If you haven't already, I encourage you to find a good church home in your area, a church that teaches the Word of God and shows the love that is demonstrated in His Word. If you're in the Las Vegas area, I'd love to invite you to join me at my church. Just message me or leave a comment. I'd love to share that information with you. Get in a Bible class, join a small group, find some great evangelists to watch on YouTube or download the Wind Network and check out some of the awesome shows and movies that we have that are encouraging us to hold on to the faith. Download some amazing gospel music and make a new playlist on your phone. Check out the Bible app and get connected to some Bible plans. Do whatever you can do to keep yourself lifted with the powerful, awesome, life-changing word of God. If you need suggestions, again, comment or message me. I'm excited for your new journey. And I want you to know you do not have to go at it alone. I am your sister in Christ and I'm praying for you. I hope that this episode has been a blessing to your life. If you're saved, I hope that you were inspired. If you were unsaved, I hope that you made a step in the right direction by accepting Christ as your personal savior. If you were a backslider, I pray that you have allowed God to clean you up and restore your life in him. And that if you feel you haven't made the decision yet on what you want to do, I'm definitely going to be praying for you that God reveals his love, his kindness and his mercy to you. I pray that you'll allow God to lead your life. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. This has been another episode of Enjoy Your Life, the podcast. Tune in next week for the next episode of this Unmasked series. I love you and God loves you so much more. I'm excited about your future. God bless you. Find happiness.